he wrote it down and he said, On the third day, this man called Jesus will resurrect. The Bible said the high priest gathered men and said, let's get, tomb. let's get a tomb which was provided by a wonderful man. But the Bible said that they put a stone on the, on the tomb. And the Bible said even the women who were going there were asking themselves, who will move away the stone? But the Bible said regardless of how much men did to, to override what God has said, the Bible said on the third day, death could not hold him captive. And I want you to know, if you know what he has said about you, you don't need to worry. Tell your neighbor, worry not. I want to share something that the Lord is digesting in my spirit gradually uh, with you. And welcome everybody uh, who is here under the sound of my voice during our celebration gathering. God richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to share something with you in the book of Matthew chapter 7. Uh, started a journey with us a few weeks ago. We're coming back to the same journey. In Matthew chapter 7, verse number 15 to 20. Jesus was talking about the prophets. And he's talking about false prophets. But there are things he shared there that I want to share with you. That is not just subjected to only prophets, false and true prophets. It's a watch out for false prophet. They come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick graves from the thorn bushes or fake from tassels? Likewise, every good tree bear good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, but a bad fruit cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Doubts by their fruit, you will recognize them. Amen. Their recognition is in their fruit. Amen. I want to minister on the part two of the mystery of the fruit. Amen. Tell your neighbor the mystery of the fruit. I've already established a foundation that the fruit I'm talking about is not just, I'm using the word fruit metaphorically. And I'm saying that the fruit represents something that looks nice, that is not, um, that is not intrinsic. It is not just inward, but it is outward. Okay? It appears and you see it. So if you want to see the fruit is what we see more than even the, the, the plant itself. We don't see much of the plant. And I did mention to us that most of us are enjoying mango tree in this country and we don't even know how the mango tree looks like. So the extent to which a plant will go in life is based on their fruit. Praise God. And I told you that the fruit is what somebody will either admire or somebody will resent. Now, if you, if you are in education right now, the fruit of your effort in school is subjected on the kind of grades you come out with. And when you come out with wonderful things, uh, those of us who go to school and we forget about why we are there, 
and we think we just went to school to make friends. The primary objective of going to school has got making friends, but the primary objective is for you to learn. Praise God. So when you change the purpose for which you are in school for something else, you will never be able to receive the beauty, the fruit, the good fruit. Everything, the principles I'm teaching today, you can apply it in things that are evil. But what will come out of it can never be good. But when you apply this principle on things that are good, it produces good fruit. Praise the Lord. It is my prayer that you will bear good fruit. Hallelujah. I told you last few weeks, I said plants are more courageous than almost all human beings. An orange tree will rather bear, uh, let me, it was said by Mo, uh, Mokukuma. He said that plants are more courageous than almost all human beings. An orange tree would rather die than produce lemons. Whereas instead of dying, the average person will rather become somebody else they are not. Unquote. So it is critical here for you to understand that you must work everything good. Every, everybody who has ever done something in this world that you have seen the person and you wish you were like the person has to use these principles. Praise God. And the first principle I shared with you, because of time I want to run through quickly. The first principle I share with you is that everything you see that you desire, anything you see that you desire, the plant for it to bear good fruit, when you go to Tesco and you see a bunch of uh, fruits showing everywhere, the fruit doesn't just appear. Whether good or bad, it doesn't just appear. There is something that triggers it to appear, and that thing determines whether it will be good or it will be bad. Praise the Lord. So don't, 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 don't abuse the fruit. Don't, don't insult the fruit. The fruit didn't do anything. It just, somebody worked it out. Praise God. And I said that the first thing the tree or the plant does to produce good fruit is the spirit of commitment. Praise the Lord. Anything you are not committed to, you can't produce good fruit. If you are not committed to it, you are not dedicated to it. Now we, we have a lot of people, a lot of us are not committed. One of the things that was coming through my mind when I was coming here, having spoken about commitment, is that how will I know one is committed? How will I know one is committed? You don't need to tell me you are committed. When I see the things you do, it tells me you are committed. Praise the Lord. You don't tell me that when you are committed in a relationship, you don't need to tell me to smile before I smile. I know that if I'm committed, I have to smile. Some people are not smiling. Smile, please. Hallelujah. If, I have, if I'm committed, I don't need you to tell me to call you. If I'm committed, I will call you. Praise the Lord. If I am committed, there are things I will do that will tell you that I'm committed. And if I'm not committed, you also know by virtue of my behavior. Praise the Lord. It is my prayer that you be committed. One of the things Jesus showed us was to walk in the spirit of commitment. It is my prayer that the things that will cause you to bear good fruit, you will be committed to them. In the name of Jesus. The second thing I want, let me go to John chapter 15 verse 5 to 8. 
Now, Jesus Christ is trying to tell you that the spirit of commitment is very, very critical. It said that I am divine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Praise the Lord. Apart from me, you cannot do. I like, I like, you cannot do anything. I like that one. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't do what? Anything. Nothing will come out of you. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned, which means they have no future. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourself to be my disciple amen now jesus christ is giving you a point to consider here that the validity of your of your fruitfulness is based on you what abiding and i want to tell you that to abide is not easy. The word abide is also synonymous to commitment. It says, if you are committed to me, you will bear much fruit. You are not just going to bear fruit. You will bear much fruit. It is my prayer that today you will bear much fruit. I said today you will bear much fruit. Now, the plant want to bear fruit. He said that, so far as I'll talk about the mystery of the seed, but today, one of the mystery of the fruit is the mystery of the seed. But I'll, I'm talking predominantly on the mystery of the plant and the seed and everyone. But I'll focus uh, on that department of the seed later on. Now, when the seed is put in the soil, immediately it begins to commit to the soil. It begins to commit to the world, to the soil. So when they commit to the soil, it means that there are other places I could be, but I've decided to be here in the soil. And I know that the fruit have to come forth. The mango tree is saying that I know that there are people who have come before me and they committed. I have also made a decision to all to commit. I am committing because I want to prolong the longevity of the, the species of mango. If you are not ready to commit, you are not ready to be exploited. To see exploit in your life. Yesterday we came... Uh, okay, let me leave that one. Praise God. The second thing that the plant does, it said, I am committed. There is a fruit that is open to come forth. But the only way the fruit will come out is for me as a plant to commit it. I am committed to the soil. I am committed to the water. When there is a water, the Bible said that Paul planted Apollo's waters. He said that when the water goes into the soil, the plant makes sure that I am not throwing it outside to another place. I am making sure that I utilize and maximize everything that is being employed in my region. Tell your neighbor, be committed. Hallelujah. If you are committed to something, I will see it by, tell me what you are committed to and I can predict your future. Tell me who you are committed to and I will predict your future, whether it will end well or not. Praise the Lord. So the first thing the plan does is what? Is to get committed. Are you committed? 
Are you committed to what? What are you committed to? At this stage of our life, young boys, young girls, young ladies, our commitment must be in our education. Our commitment must be in what? Education. Every other thing will fall in line when our education is entered. Praise the Lord. Husbands, our commitment must be to our wives. Praise the Lord. Ah, when you see the things I do for my wife, you know I'm committed to her. Praise the Lord. That is why when I get a phone call, I'm talking to somebody on the line, and my wife calls, I tell the person, hold on. There is a superior person I'm committed to. Praise the Lord. Some of you treat other people more, you commit to other people more than your wife. Hey, ask your neighbor who did this to you. Praise the Lord. Now, when you are committed to somebody, I don't need to tell you what I'm committed. When you see what I do, how many of you are committed to God? You so claim he's the most important person in your life. Without him, you will be nothing. And how committed are you to him? If I see the way you are committed to something, I can look at the back and see whether that thing is committed to you. He said that if you abide in me, if you abide in me, these are not, these are spiritual words. They are key words. He said, if you abide in me, I promise you, you will bear much fruit. Praise the Lord. He said, Moses, I am sending you to Egypt and I will bring you out. Resi appeared and Resi was like a normal motorway. They just walked through. Why? Because God is committed. Praise the Lord. The second thing, the plan, you have to bear this in mind. That number one, I have to be committed. Whatever I am, I've laid my hands on, I have to be committed to it. The other thing, when you commit to something, you have to bear in mind. I was talking to a farmer recently. He said that uh, it's going, the rainy season is coming, so we have to clear the land. And when we clear the land, we have to plant within a particular time because it's going to rain at this time. Okay, okay. All right. Now, when the seed is in the soil and you begin to water it, it must do whatever it takes to produce the fruit that is needed. What does it do? The second thing, the first thing it does is to commit. The seed, the plant, the branches, everybody commits to produce the fruit. The second thing the plant does is to become time conscious. Or what I call the time factor. You are not going to be young forever. Number one, that's what I want you to understand. Most, if not all, fruit have been programmed within a specific time. We sometimes associate this time to what we call season. The plant must have this consciousness. That I call the time consciousness in its mind. This helps the plants to know that time is of essence. When you go to school, your parents send you to school. I want you to know that you have to be committed. As you are committing to the things that you are doing, you have to also remember that there is time. Place in your life, in your education. Praise the Lord. 
There are some things when you get married, you have to do. There are some things you have to do. Tell your neighbor you have to do. I remember a gentleman got married. Within the first few weeks, he impregnated the wife. So I think less than, after marriage, I think less than one month, the wife was pregnant. When the wife was pregnant, the man traveled. When the man traveled, by the time the man saw the woman again, the woman was six months pregnant. This gentleman didn't have the chance to do a lot of honeymoon. So this gentleman decided, everything is normal, we are back together. But the man didn't know, because we didn't have time to fellowship before the child is born. It affected the relationship at a point. There are things you must do when you begin some things. I remember my, uh, we got a gift of a bed. I've forgotten which bed it was. But this particular species of bed, when they give bed, when the, when the, I don't know what happened, but when they walk a bit when they are baby, they fall at their back. And when they fall at their back, they would, if you don't tend them, they will die. And I've forgotten which bed it was. And we got a gift. And he started laying eggs. So we were happy. We said, no, we'll have more of them. So lay the egg, hatch the egg. About 12 of them. One after the other. We came and they were looking up. Not knowing that when they, when they start giving birth, you, the owner, have to be there. When they fall, you tend them. You are not going to tend them forever. It's a period of war, of time. There are things you are doing right now. I promise you, you need time. The plan says that if I don't have this consciousness that I'm limited by time, if I don't maximize my effort in this particular thing I've been called to do, as this mango tree, a time will come that when the time passes, anybody who tastes me will know that I allow my season to pass. When, the, when during the dry season, when you taste, ma- you taste banana, you can see that this is not the right one. It was, it was influenced to be right by force. It's a matter of time. When you are born, you should have this consciousness that I am here for a period of time. You are not here forever. That is why you cannot handle your life anyhow. I told a young boy who was in primary school, year seven, when I, year seven, secondary school, when I told him this, he said, I am deleting every app on my phone. That is useless. Praise the Lord. Some of you, we are on our phone like we have not been programmed by time. When a time is of essence, it means time is of essence, means that the parties, the parts of the plants must complete a task within a specified time. Praise the Lord. I was talking to a gentleman some time ago. This gentleman, the wife was wonderful, beautiful wife. Beautiful wife. Hallelujah. And this lady... This lady will be walking and passing by. Passing by by the wife and this gentleman is also just like myself. Then he'll hit the wife at her bum. Hallelujah. Some people are front your face like they don't do it. 
The wife will say, hey, don't do that. Please don't do that. Hey, hey, don't do that. Stop it. It's not good. After a few years, the man passed away. The lady said, I sit sometimes and I wish I can pass for him to hit me by the way he did. She didn't know it was a matter of war. A gentleman was talking to the mom some time ago. And he had a consciousness that time is of essence. This gentleman, mom was up there. This gentleman was going to travel and meet the mom. Has prepared something beautiful, wonderful, nice money. Put down, organized together. He said, when I meet my mom, this is what I will do for my mom. After a few months, mom said, I need this thing in my life desperately. The gentleman had the choice whether to go by his plan or follow what the mom wanted. He said, mom, I'm willing to send you this money for you to use it for whatever you want to use it for. But I've prepared a bigger one for you. I was waiting. The man was waiting to send a bigger one. That man happened to be me, my mother. I said, mom, I, am, I said in my head, I want to surprise her. But by the time I send that little money to her, and she expressed a great joy and satisfaction and said, my son, thank you. By the time I got to Ghana, she was dead. You don't have the time you think you have. The mango tree says, I don't have the time. I have a season. I have a time I have to commit myself to. To bear good fruit and tasty ones. Because there are people who have gone ahead of me. Who have this consciousness. That time is not on their side. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor. Utilize your time properly. I was listening to a billionaire one. Who, uh, who was being interviewed. And he was asked. What are the two most important things in your life? Listen to what the man said. He said, I have a house worth 20 million. Cars worth 5 million. Cars, it's not one. It's cars that are worth 5 million, like two of, five of them, seven of them. Each of them worth 5 million. And I, I have a watch that is 3 million. He's got all of this. But the two most important things in my life. It's time and peace of mind. It is something that is not recoverable. It is irreplaceable. It is unsubstitutable. When it passes, it has passed. You cannot go back and pick it. It goes and it goes. Praise the Lord. I like it when I was listening to John in the book of Luke. When you check the book of Luke, I was looking for this scripture. I saw it some time ago and I was looking for it. And the more I searched for it, I couldn't see it. So I decided I will read all the gospels. And I want to locate this scripture. And I knew that it will, ju- it will just be the gospel, chapter 1, chapter 2. But that is where the scripture will be. In Luke chapter 1, verse 80. The Bible said that Hey, don't go to I said Luke chapter 1 verse 80. Luke chapter 1 verse 80. Give me the contemporary English version. Are you here with me? Let me read it. Okay. 
He said, and the child grew. It was talking about John the Baptist. And he became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness until the day his public appearance to Israel. This one is not. Let me read the English contemporary one here. He said that as John grew up, God's spirit gave him great power. John lived in the desert until the time he was sent to the people of Israel. Now he was in the wilderness. There were things he was supposed to do before that time that he was presented to the children of Israel. And there are things he must be conscious about that I am in the wilderness, not forever. I will be presented. And my presentation, the quality of my presentation is based on how I maximize my behavior in the wilderness. Okay? There are some things that must not be introduced to the public until some time before you present them. Hallelujah. Listen, let me tell you this. When you plant corn and it is in the soil, chicken can go. I used to be a farmer. I've done a lot. And I used to plant corn back in those days. And when you plant them and the chicken get to know that you planted corn, when you go, they come and they, they dig all of them and they will eat all of them. But if you are able to have time to prevent them, from eating it, immediately they begin to sprang forth. You are saved. The Bible said John the Baptist was kept in the world, in the wilderness, until it was time for him to be brought what? to the public. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I just said? There are some things of your marriage that should be kept in the wilderness before they are brought to the public. It's not everything you bring to the public. A young lady was going to be proposed to. The man went down. But while the man was going down, the, the camera was ready. Live screaming. By the time the lady saw the ring. And realized that the, everything was going on. Immediately when the man said, would you marry me? I don't know whether you've seen that video. Immediately she became mad. The generation in which we are in is violating the principle of privacy. Praise the Lord. The Bible said that John the Baptist was kept in the wilderness. There are some things you don't show it outside. You have to wait until it mature. You want to have everything on social media. You want to... Can somebody give me my own picture that you have got from online? Give me one. The reason why I don't do online this social media thing is the fact that it brings you unnecessary battles. I know a lady, a guy who was struggling in his relationship, in his marriage. I know it myself. But the day that everything calmed down a bit and he decided to give the wife a peg. Social media. Nobody knows that that was the only day things are nice for you. They think everything is nice for you forever. Then you get unnecessary enemies. 
Praise the Lord. I told them a gentleman. I said, as you know, you are in the U.S. You don't know me. But I promise you, I can give you a harbor of your life in the U.S. I have it in my phone. Now, you don't, in the olden days, when they get your picture, there are things they can do. To, they can damage you with your picture. I promise you, there are even some of you in this church. I have your photos here. They are all here. I'm, I'm happy there. Praise God. I remember I showed somebody one photo. He said, hey, pastor, how did you get this? You show it to everybody. Praise the Lord. The Bible said he was kept in the wilderness. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 9 verse 4. The Bible said as long as it is day, Jesus said this. He said we must do the work of him who sent us. The night is coming. There is a time coming. When no man, when no one can work. There is a time coming that no one can work. Praise the Lord. I I like talking to young people here. There is a food my mother used to prepare. I know it was made up of flour, egg, some uh, nutmeg or nutmeg or whatever they call it. And she would do something to it and put the onion rings in it and fry it and it becomes sweet. Very nice one. But believe in me, I ate it, it was nice, but I didn't learn how to do it. If she was alive today, I would go for her to do to teach me. But time has passed. Praise the Lord. Those of you who think you have your parents forever, they are not there forever. My father was married to many women. My mother was the youngest, but she died first. If you are waiting till tomorrow to show your mother kindness, you are wasting time. Tell your neighbor, don't waste time. He said, the time is coming when no man can work. If you are doing the work of the ministry, I remember we had a Dickin Dickin here, Dickness Joyce. It was like this. She passed away. But I was so pleased that she served God. If there is any time for you to serve God, it's now. You can die today. And your tomorrow will never meet you. The plan says, I am not having tomorrow. I must do whatever it takes. I must make sure that this mango will look like mango. In spite of every shape, I know I can produce this mango or popo or banana. I must make sure that this banana will not be a rectangle. Because those who have gone before me didn't produce a rectangle banana. I must make sure that time is invested and committed to it. That I produce exactly what is there. Ask your parents whether they can cook the food they are, the food they are cooking because they are mothers. They can cook it because there was a time they had to learn. Tell your neighbor, what time are you in? There is a spirit walking around called the spirit of procrastination. It has made a lot of us miss our moment which was supposed to empower our, our fruitfulness. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 12 verse 23, it said, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. There is a time. You aren't going to be young forever. Tell your neighbor, you, you aren't going to be young forever. There are some things you can only learn when you are young. Do you know that? Look at me, look at me. I'm talking to you. Listen, if you are... Listen, if you are a cat 
and you want to behave like hippopotamus do you know what will happen to you nobody will want you as a pet praise the lord because immediately you become like hippopotamus you can't you can't be a pet The Bible studies why you must understand time is of essence. You can die tomorrow. If there is any time to serve God, it's now. If there is any time to work towards what God has said, it's now. That is why the Bible said, now faith. Now. Praise the Lord. If there is anything you have to give your husband, give it to him now. If there is anything to cook for your wife, do it, do it now. Because time is of essence. The Bible talks about the story in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 7 to 16. The Bible said that God said to Elijah, He said, I know that there is no food around, the rain is not raining. But I want to beg you, Elijah, I want you to go to that place. I want you to move right now. And I want you to go right now. And I want you to move there. He said, go at one to Zarephath. The verse number nine. He said, go at one to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed the widow there to supply you with food. The Bible said that when God said that to him, he knew that time, God works with time. No wonder in Genesis chapter one. In chapter 2, chapter 3, all of them will tell you that he's a God who is programmed by time. He said the first day he created this, he created that. And the, and the night and the day was the first day. He said he created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. He's trying to tell you that I don't have time on myself as God. I like it when Paul spoke to Timothy. He said, Timothy, I want to entreat you steady to show thyself approved. A workman needed not to be ashamed of but rightly dividing the word of truth. You must study. He said, go at once to that place. I have commanded a widow to feed you. And the Bible said that when he got there, the widow was at the gate of the entrance. And the Bible said that this widow was supposed to feed Elijah. But this woman had the consciousness that spiritual things can be programmed within time. He said, regardless, I don't have now, but God, in my, in my need, God wants me to give. And that is what I will do. The Bible says she gave the prophet what he needed at the time, apostle. By doing it at the time, commanded by God, the Bible says the prophet opened his mouth and said, you will never lack in your home again. The reason why you are not doing what you have to do is you are waiting for a good time. There is no good time. There is now. That's what you have. There is war now. Praise the Lord. The second story. The Bible said that David was called to go and feed his brothers. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, the whole chapter. The Bible said that God sent him through the father to go and give food to his brothers on the battlefield. Is that the best time to give food to my brothers? But he didn't know that God is working through his own father for his greatness in life. Let me say this to you. The people God will use 
in your life are the people around you. Number one, young people, for you to walk into the purpose of God, God will use your parents. So when you begin to abuse your parents, you begin to abuse the destiny of God for your life. Hallelujah. He went to the battlefield. The Bible said that when he got there, he was obedient. There are certain things you have to obey within a particular time. Otherwise, you lose the essence of it. Today, I know the message is coming to a close. I want to beg somebody under the sound of my voice. That the Lord will use the key people around you and around your life. Number one, it could be your parents. Number two, it could be your husband. It could be your wife. Listen to your wife. Listen to your husband. Listen to your parents. They are keys. I am what I am because of what my parents taught me. Most of you know, there are some things you, you pick from your parents, consciously or unconsciously. I like perfume a lot. But I asked him after my, my father passed away. I discovered that he even put perfume in water before he took his bath. I picked those things from there. There are things you are doing right now. The way you behave, the way you talk to women, the way you talk to men, you can track it down. It was done by your parents. If there is something you don't like about them, you change it. But there are things you've already picked. Your school teachers will be teaching you and you are insulting them. You are cursing yourself. Your pastors and leaders have been put over your life to guide you. In the, old, the Bible says in the latter days, I will give you shepherd after my own heart to guide you. You don't have the time. When you go to Tesco and you see the fruit and it tastes nice, they are telling you. That the plant makes sure that we don't have time. We work it out for it to be nice for you to buy it. The quality of the price of a product is also based on how they maximize time to produce it. I want to leave the rest later. You want to stand on your feet. I want to behave like tomorrow will never meet me. I want to behave like tomorrow is now. Lord, I need you to help me to be a bit conscientious about the fact that time is of essence. If there is something I need to do now, let me do it now. The Bible said that he had the power to run, but he knew they were coming, but he knew that was the moment that the Son of God must be crucified. I want you to begin to pray and say, Father, give me the strength to be conscientious, to be more conscientious about time, to know that time is of essence. Come and begin to pray. God bless you. May God bless you. That the spirit of procrastination is broken. The spirit of procrastination is broken. The spirit of delay is broken. You will no more waste time. But you will maximize time. In Jesus mighty name. We'll call it done. Amen.